Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. I'm using my new AirPods. You say that like AirPods are a new product. I mean, they're new to me. Like, they're a new toy for me. Mm, nice. Have you heard of the new microwave? It heats you up know what? <laughs> That's not fair. of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or wycon the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with my dear dear friend the flux capacitor to my delorean mr cj laroche cj how are you feeling feeling nuclear (laughs) yeah you are yeah, I'm feeling like I make it go. You do. You do. I do. You're, I really you're do. the engine. Uh, yeah, you're the engine. You're the... Yeah. I'm excited bring the for party. that. I, yeah. I bring the pain. Wait, what? Yeah. No, the party. The party. You bring the okay. party. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm excited. Um, it's uh, It's Thursday night. And we're going to record this and release it on Friday. So yeah, what could be better? The weekend is here. The weekend is upon us. I can't believe this week evaporated like this. It really did go fast. Didn't it? Yeah, it, it really, it really just went by. For sure. But here we are at the end of the week and uh, we're starting a new franchise. New universe. Brand spanking new. New rules. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to, I feel like they could guess from the intro, but do you want to tell the people? What we're talking about today. Absolutely. Today on Icon or Ycon, Andrew and I will delve into that amazing movie, Who's Afraid of Biff Tannen? Not quite, not quite, but that is a central part of this film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh no, seriously, seriously. The the tonight's film, one of my favorites. A funny thing happened on the way to Marvin Berry's house. Are you okay? I'm fine. Are you sure? Because yeah. like you are not like your energy is off. The vibe is the vibe is all insane, and you're not getting the title of the movie correct. And I just, and I just, starting... I want to, I want to call it out now before we get any further that you're you're kind of I, a mess. I can't, I can't see my hand. It's just oh no, oh no, oh no. Some, someone went back in time and told my mother not to say yes. Oh God. Back to the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So here's the thing about this movie, right? Okay, yep. Uh, I love it. It's fucking great. Cut, print, let's go. We're yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. There's a couple of things that are interesting. And here's, here's the unfortunate part. Not only did I recently watch this movie, I have taken in multiple pieces of content about this movie. So oh, nice. like- I am ready to dive the fuck in. Yeah, Are let's you? go. Let's let's jump up to the ladder. Well, I don't know. I got accused of my energy not being good. It's just it just feels a little bit like you know how like when you get printer paper and it's like thin and off white. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I suppose this is printer paper, but like I would rather you give it back to that 1986 Xerox. That's what your energy level feels like right now. 1986 Xerox. You weren't yeah, even you, born yet. Yeah, you were. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, older yeah. than you realize. It's just Barely. this fresh Latino skin. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. you don't look a day over 22. I get oh. that all the time. The grain the oh. beard gives it away. Well, you shaved your beard. So folks I did can't it. see, but yeah, I did. I did. I thought it was time to scale it back. Too, did you get a haircut? No, no, no. The thing is, it's long enough to do the swoop now. I'm oh. considering growing it out again. Yeah, it looks like you got a little dreadlock in the swoop, too. A tre- from where I'm CJ, a tr- CJ, a dreadlock? It does. No, I'll, I'll take a picture no, and show you later. It, oh, I'll show you off. I'll show you up. off panel, as they say. It does not. You are. You don't know what a dreadlock looks like, obviously. Uh, let's talk about. You've really taken a picture of me. This has gotten off the rails so quickly. <laughs> this has got. <laughs> this has gotten off the rails so quickly. This is what happens, folks, when we're in the same time zone, because. Like Andrew and I are very, very good friends, but there's definitely three hours in the day where he's up and I'm not. Yeah. And the next day I'm up and he's not. So it's just a little weird, but I decided this week not to get drunk. Well, I appreciate that. Even though, you know, it might've helped your energy. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm adjusting. What do you want to ask me about the movie? What I want to ask you is, does it trouble you at all? That this hero does nothing. Oh, you mean that everything? Well, I mean, think of, think about it. And this is I'm stealing this from one of the documentaries I watched. Okay, uh, he's kind of an accidental hero. Most times when he inserts himself, he mucks it up. Some... Well, that's what I, yeah, that's what I would yeah. say is the the answer that I would give to the question that do, you know that does it bother me that he does nothing is that he does everything. He just does everything wrong. Oh, he's a mess. And somehow we're just bottom. Somehow we're just on board with him. He's so charming. Well, he's very charming. And I gotta say, I watched like a blooper reel. And it it was it was very upsetting that this exists mm-hmm. because he's he's in a hairnet and he's wearing a wife beater and he's clearly doing like his best, you know. Remember that Edward James almost movie where he was a teacher? Oh, yeah. Stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. Yeah. He's doing his best character from that movie, which is clearly like a racist caricature. And he's calling Leah Thompson a bitch. It's horrifyingly awful, right? But it's Michael J. Fox. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this. But man, you're cute. Yeah, he's adorable. I, I I think Marty McFly is just, he's just so cute. He is right. You know, he's such a great actor. Like the man does not get props for being as good as he is. He's really good. And uh, you know, the whole story about how they got him, right? No, tell me. I'll give you the cliff notes. So they wanted him, but his family tie schedule wouldn't allow it. So they moved in a different direction. And the guy that ended up championing the film, uh, he's, he, he's one of those guys that he's very involved in the process of the filmmaking and he really was committed to Eric Stoltz because Eric Stoltz right, had just done right. Mask. Mask. And so he's like, this guy can do anything. And it's funny because you talk to, you watch the interviews with the creators and they're like, I, I wouldn't know why you thought the guy that nailed Mask would be a good Marty McFly, but this particular producer really like believed in him. Mm. And it's, it's a fascinating story. I got a lot of this information from that Netflix, um, uh, the movies that made us. The and so like, yeah. And so they said he, he doubled down. The producer was just like, if Eric Stoltz is not your guy, I'll let you reshoot it with somebody else. And so they filmed with Eric Stoltz for a bit. 
And apparently he just took it it. way too seriously. Of course. He he did not get the humor of it. Um, He, when they did the table read, he said, that's so sad. And they said, why? At the end of the movie, he's like, well, because uh, he comes home and he's, that's a life he didn't live. (laughs) And they're like, you're thinking, you might be thinking too deeply about what this movie is. It's and nothing. they had to they let him go and had to reshoot and they got um they they had to share Michael J. Fox with his family tie schedule to get him. Fair. And they said they said, and so he they did a lot of shooting at night that, that you know, working around the clock. Yeah. So mm. he could do his thing. And um he said he couldn't remember a lot of it. And that the movie, when the movie came out, he he was like uh he was in Europe or something. And he got a call from his agent and he's like, I, I, I know, I know I wasn't my best. I was exhausted. I'll never do it again. And they're like, no, no, no. It's a fucking hit. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're a movie star now. It's a boffo. Yeah. Oh, but it, his performance is incredible. It's insane. He's perfect for this role. No. Yeah. Um, the coolest kid in school. And, and the fact that the, 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 the irony of the fact that George McFly and drunk Lorraine are the mm. parents of the coolest kid in school. Yeah. That was a lot of my high school. Oh, you were the cool kid? The, well, no, like the cool kids like had the weird parents. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope none of them are listening. Uh, I hope they are. <laughs> uh, fantastic job, but I think Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover are actually the store, the stars here. Uh, they do a really good job. They actually, I didn't realize because I just remember Marty so vividly. Uh, Crispin Glover does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Oh, it's George's story. Yeah. Like, it's the story he, of George. He's got to get his parents together. Yeah. But George was kind of a, like a bum. He was peeping on the girls. That wasn't Lorraine. On her. It wasn't Lorraine. No, but he's a peeping Tom. It's peeping weird. Tom. Peeping Tom. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a loser. He's so awkward. Yep. But props yep. to Science Kristen Glover. Yeah, yeah. Props props to Kristen Glover for creating such a weird, a weird character. Like it's a yeah. weird character. Oh, it's a very weird character. And like the haircut. The yeah. haircut threw me a little. It's severe. Look, is that a 50s haircut? Did, it is. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a very severe that? cut. It looks great, but it's weird. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a, fantastic. It's a bold cut. I all right. How do you feel about the fact that like Marty comes back to the past, and his mother's kind of a slore? Uh, no, his mom is. Yeah, she's every every boy's dream. Every girl's she's dream. Like, she's everything. She's, she's everything. She's beautiful. She's very sexual. Yep. And she really yeah, tries to put it on him. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's she put it on his his, his pops. Yeah, you know, in the original timeline, um, and I love it. I, I, you know, what I really love is this movie does such a great job of the callbacks mm-hmm. and like making things make sense, right? And that's mm-hmm. you know, with the when with the jailbird Joey, you know, you better use these bars, kid, and like. Oh, Marty, any girl, I didn't, when I was young, I didn't park in cars with boys. And like, there she is. There she is, you totally, know, yeah. Like, just being total vixen, skanky hoe. Like, oh, yeah. good on you, Lorraine. Well done. She was also um, so beautiful. Olaya Thompson. Just beautiful. Like Stunning. when they decked, yeah. Stunning and cute. Yeah. And hot. 
I love it. Funny. She's, she's everything. Another yeah, great yeah. actor. Another great actor. The Calvin Klein get... bit is hilarious. Oh yeah, with the purple underwear. You know, I used to always get um, Leah Thompson and Ali Sheedy mixed up back in the day. Oh, they're contemporaries. I was always I... like, Ali Sheedy was great in The Breakfast Club. Yes. Wasn't that Leah that... Thompson? No, Breakfast Club is no, Ali Sheedy. Fucking Ali Sheedy. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's Leah Short Thompson circuit. too. Huh? I'm pretty sure it's Leah Thompson. Who cares? It's fucking quarter after 11. Uh, say break. people's name right. Name. Okay, say Soda Mare. Oh, I will. I'll say all the names it. right. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. So here's one thing. Do you find this suspicious? They never flesh out this relationship between Doc and Marty. We just accept that Marty, the cool kid in school, hangs out with a weird mad scientist that owes money to Libyan terrorists. And it's a big leap. And somehow the movie just skates by on charm in never explaining that. No, it doesn't. And it's there's a lot of weird stuff like that, like the mom hitting on the son. That shit's not getting made today. No, that's gross. That's like like a movie with Charlize Theron. They gun Doc Brown down. They shoot him in the fucking stomach and the chest. They shoot him up. Yeah, they fucking kill him, man. He stole their plutonium. It's insane. Stole it. Gave him a box of scraps. Oh, Supposed God. to be a bomb. <laughs> How's that for energy, you prick? It's better. It's better. You're still, you're still mad at me about that. But look, look what happened. You're mad, and now there's some passion in the recording. So <laughs> I fucking did it. You're welcome. Anyhow. You saved the clean feed tonight. I saved the fucking clean feed. Horrible... Um, Muslim terrorist stereotype. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. a cool van. Very, very cool van. Uh, so this school dance situation, enchantment Wait under the sea. Come, Wait, come on, man. You skipped to the end of the fucking movie. You took us right to the end. I'm taking to the part of or what do you? What would you rather talk about? I'd rather talk about Biff Tannen. Okay. See, I'm not into the Biff plot thread. Why? It's fucking dumb. He's the he's the villain, and as we find out, he's like the uber villain. Well, but yeah, but here's the thing: like the the villain is actually Marty's ineffectiveness, and that's a greater thesis. I'm happy to go into detail with. Okay, fine. Um, that sounds really smart. Yeah, and like something I'd love for you to talk about, maybe off panel, as they oh, say. Okay, good. So I shouldn't digest the movie on the movie podcast. That's fine. Let's fucking talk about Biff. CJ. Let's talk. Please let's talk about continue. Biff Tannen. Let's talk about Biff Tannen. Uh, expertly played. That guy nails it and the chase around the square that's as iconic as they come and we are after all doing a show called icon or Wycon. so we need to talk about that scene the chase okay the chase around the square is spectacular yeah why is it spectacular first of all it's the it's the wb backlot you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so visibly, it's yeah. so like that in and of itself is it yeah. is is a backlot that is so famous they don't even try to cover up that it's the backlot anymore. No, no need to. You know, and and what's funny is the footprint of this movie is so great that when you go on the WB backlot tour, you, they tell you that this is where we film Back to the Future. Yeah. 
Except um, you're, say, you're saying WB, but you mean it's universal. universal. It's universal. Yeah, okay. I toured <laughs> them. Bo- I toured them both the same week I was in LA, and I confused okay. them too. I confused yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, it's the universal backlot. It's the universal backlot. Yeah, and yeah. they're playing that music. Yep. Over and over again. They want. It, they want you to remember. Dude, I mean, we could do we could do a whole side episode on the iconic themes. Ah, such a good score. And I would say. Off the top of my brain, it's top three. Bold. Mm-hmm. It's Bold. top three. Is it one, two, or three? I don't know. It's in the top three. Okay. It's Star Wars, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, or Jurassic Park. You love a Williams moment. I see that. Well, duh. Yeah, who does it? Jesus Christ, Andrew. There's a reason that chicken cutlet sandwiches are the most popular sandwich in New York City. Yeah. Do you know what I think is funny? I think it's funny that you haven't said one goddamn thing about Biff Tannen. I know. I did that on purpose. You're such a bastard. I'm a pest. I'm a pest. You are a total pest. Shifted gears to talk about something you felt like talking about and then didn't talk about it. I know. But listen, no, it was mainly to talk about the chase uh, and also the manure. Which comes into play in the later movies. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that he rips the uh, little apple box off of the skateboard and like basically invents skateboarding. Invents skateboarding. Yes. Yeah. You know, he he obviously, he wrote Johnny Be Good. He wrote Johnny Be Good. Yeah. We've which... got a little, okay. So like, let's talk about the time travel rules. Oh, they're fucked. They're not Back possible. Back to the Future establishes well i mean let's let's say like the year before right maybe they were inspired by the fact that kyle reese impregnated sarah connor with john connor so that john connor could send his dad kyle reese back to impregnate sarah connor yeah i've gone cross-eyed i know it's it doesn't make sense but somehow it does and somehow it's okay and somehow i buy it why? I think I, why I'll tell I you why I have a theory. I have a theory. My theory because is, I famously get upset about time travel rules. Yeah, because they're inconsistent. But my theory is it's because we love Marty. We love Marty. And we fall in love with George. Of course. And so we really want George and Lorraine to succeed. It's because, you know, you stop thinking about the time travel rules when you see Marty start to disappear from the photo. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, fuck, fix it, fix it, fix it. Do you know what I mean? Right. All you do is go into crisis mode. That's because, true. Yeah. You, you, you ignore the fact that like there are, there are how many more years before they actually have to start boning to have. Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Like, there's it, still time. Yeah. But like it, it, he, he will irreparably disrupt his timeline to the point of his lack of existence yeah i think it's good writing it's it's a very if good the script. rules aren't sharp yeah it's a very good script and the i i think the interviews that i watched with the creators where they're like you kind of aren't supposed to think about it too deeply no because time travel doesn't exist it, right. it's allowed to be science fantasy Yes. Oh, totally. You know? science. And they fantasy. give themselves yeah. permission. They create their rules. They follow their own rules. And sure, I guess if you think deeply about it, Marty invented skateboarding. Marty wrote John to be good, despite the fact that he already knows both of those things exist in the 80s. Yeah. You know, 
Totally. And he comes back to the house. Like they all live in the house together. Yeah. Still, which is great. Yeah. I always wear a suit to the office, but yeah, no. And, and, and another reason I think that we don't really think about the time travel rules is the absolute fucking legend that is explaining it to us. Chris Lloyd. Oh my God. He's going to be a Mandalorian. Did you see that? Going to be in Mandalorian. The man is still alive. Uh, speaking of Universal, right? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Another fucking genius turn. Totally. By him. One of my greatest pictures was taken in a Who Framed Roger Rabbit like setup. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. My mouth is wide open. It's like a fucking luau. I love that movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I love that movie, yeah. Yeah, listen. I'd be lying if I didn't say I had inappropriate thoughts about Jessica Rabbit. I think we were supposed to. Why don't you do right? Mm. Like Mm -hmm. some of the men. And I really thought like I had a chance, right? Because she was with the rabbit. Yeah. You could be with me. Listen, they love a funny guy. Beautiful women love a funny guy. Oh my God, just call me funny? You're very funny. Yeah. You're like that guy who interviewed you who called you funny. He called me I funny. I know, right? He called you funny. Called no. Funny. Yeah. At my interview, told me he listened to the podcast and said you were funny. Listen, I've been on cloud like seven. For, You're holding uh, on to that, are you? I knew you I would. Really That's why am. I told you. I knew I really you would. I felt, and you deserve it. You deserve it. No, it's it's really lifted me up. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. So here's my thing. Are you ready for this? Uh, forgot that, that uh, there is some like rape danger. Dude. It's very scary. Dude. The movie is, I remember it fluffier. Yeah, no, it's real. Like, I'm very scared for Lorraine in this moment. You are, but I wonder, were you then? I wasn't. I am you now. Weren't, you weren't then. You know why? I am now. Because we, we didn't care about women. We had a different relationship. Yes. We, we had a different we relationship. Did, we, just, we just and weren't the, worried. And the 80s notoriously said some crazy shit about women yeah. that doesn't hold up these days. Yeah. And if you look back now, like, let's not get serious, but like, let's get serious for a second. Remember The Accused with Jodie Foster? Oh, yeah. How important was that movie? Yeah. This is the first time we right, talked about it. Here we are stuff. in Back to the Future, like almost playing it for laughs. Yeah. Right. But that movie was like, no, guys, like, this is fucking real and this happens and it's awful. It happens and it's horrible. Yeah. You know, and, 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 like, and, and sometimes women struggle to get people to believe them. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And it's Christmas. fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I felt very threatened. I was watching. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared for her. Yeah, he's like going to rape her. Yeah. Also, she's 17. And drunk. Yeah. Like, it's horrifying. No, it's, it's not. Ho- it's, 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 it's not appropriate. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, here we are again, like in the 1980s. Right? Yeah. Like, the, it was an era. It was a decade of decadence. It was a decade of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it just, yeah. it just didn't matter. Like, we just society just didn't put a fucking value on anything that was bad no all played for laughs in bachelor party when the fucking horse like starts all the cocaine oh yeah like what yeah it's funny what are we doing funny yeah it's insane what are we doing oh the 80s were wild um but i will say the george mcfly moment i still guys still tear up Oh, it's so good when he finally just like and he fucking decks him. I tear up. Yeah, it's great. It's great because he has like and and that ended up galvanizing their relationship and setting them on a new course. You yeah, know because totally. because 
Because this course of George saving her changes what their relationship becomes in the 80s. Right, right. After the stones are returned. Yeah. After the stones are returned. To their timelines. I can't get out of here. You should. But listen, I think we should talk about the dance. Let's talk about, finally, thank you. Let's talk about the dance. You're welcome. So, um, that's a great point. I'm going to. I'm going to reach through. I'm so glad I'm in California in a few weeks so I can slap the shit out of you for the Back to the Future episode. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. The, the, the dance, Marty playing at the dance is such a moment because yep. he gets everybody going and then he takes it too far when he just fucking shreds. Yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, right from the beginning, that first, you know, chills, literal chills. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. It's fucking thrilling, man. And like Earth Angel, I don't know who was that that played Marvin Berry, but if that was or whoever sang that track, that is a gorgeous, gorgeous fucking voice. If it was Harry Waters Jr. or not, I don't know, but it's a beautiful voice. Yeah, and I quoted this movie. I mean, there is a VHS tape of Matt Sieska just walking around going, damn, where's that kid? Damn, where's that kid? Damn, damn. I, I have to see that video. Oh, Matt, sweet, sweet I man. am your density. <laughs> I mean, your destiny. destiny. This movie was so... like the, under, the underscore of my childhood. It's, it's, like, it's, I took it's it the me. legendary, legendary film. Yeah, and as um, I was watching it, I was like, I remember, I didn't need to rewatch it. I know every word. I, I remember it very, You're very well. You're a slacker, too. McFly. You'll always be a slacker. It's so good. How do we feel? How do we feel about the payoff of the ending? So, like, Marty somehow recalibrates the DeLorean, Gets the whole lightning strike, that whole amazing sequence with the clock tower. Thrilling. And here's that word again. Thrilling. It's thrilling. It's so exciting. Gets back to the present. Yep. And now here's Damn the thing. Drunk drivers. D- it's Lone Pine's mall now. Lone Pine, yeah, because he yeah. ran over the tree. And it's also so wrote good. Johnny Be Good. And also wrote Johnny Be Good. Now, Doc wore a bulletproof vest. Yeah. So Libyan terrorists out of the picture now? I mean... Well, when they crash into the photo booth, they vanish from existence. That's it. The, that's it. Because movie. Because movie. Got it. Because movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, do they die when they crash into the photo booth? I don't know. What happens to them? I don't know, but it's... We, we just literally yeah. never hear from them again. Never again. Um sequel baiting yeah bold a, move boy bold a move. strong sequel bait bold move. A, a really strong sequel bait to edit like kids, that body your kids with the car but the thing is do you remember do you remember so this movie do everything you remember so everything happens right all of this stuff happens it's also crazy and enchanting right it, and then it's, it's enchanting under the sea under the sea and then the movie's over and the fucking car flies away. The car flies away. The car the Huey flies Lewis. Away. 
Did you catch the Huey Lewis cameo? Because I did for the first time. Oh, really? That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a big deal. Huey Lewis was a big deal. Oh, Huey Lewis is great. Yeah. Especially the He's, Bay Area. He's from the Bay Area, you know. Is he really? I think so. He used to do the national anthem at the 49er games. Oh, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, you gotta get back in time. Shout out to Jennifer number two. Well, Jennifer number one. Actually, Jennifer number two. What are you talking about Jennifer number two? She's Jennifer number two. What are you talking about, Willis? Melora Hardin was Eric Stoltz's Jennifer, and she was too tall, so they replaced her when they recast. Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. And then they replaced the next one because she had yep. she had some personal issues, I think. Her mom. Her mom was ill. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Elizabeth Shue, everyone thinks it was her the whole time. Because you kind of remember, and especially because they reshot that scene for the second one. Right. Right. They just and, dropped her in there. Yeah, and she was so famous by the time they did the second one, and the second one was such a colossal success but that is for next week that's true that's and I true think, and i think and I hope now Crispin glover is in that next one i hope he's in it his face is <sighs> controversial settled yet well it I, is. we're we're skipping well, we're, we're skipping it we should take a break let's do that you know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your, your chest area, where, where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking oh. to... I'm talking to people Absolutely. on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. Uh, we still have not done our, a, a new commercial so no, we'll, we'll get a, we'll we'll get around to that. We'll get around yeah. to that. I have some ideas. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you distracted? Did your energy weigh in again? Because that took a while to respond to. What are you talking about? I mean, you just had a break, aren't you? Aren't you getting fresh after this break? No, I am. Okay. Did I, okay did, was I delayed in an answer? Yeah, you were delayed. It took it took a little too long. I was I felt like you were distracted. Oh. No, we're not going into a segment where I do a song, so I certainly wasn't queuing up the music. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. So here's the thing. I yeah. think it, it, that first section was rather interesting because we didn't really talk a lot about the plot. We talked about the impact of the movie. We talked right. about our personal relationship to the movie. We talked about right. some of the history of the genesis of the movie, which is right. all very interesting. I think we I need to bring genesis. the focus. I love Genesis too. do, 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 do. We need to, <laughs> it's so late. We need to, 
What's funny is it's late and I did a show, but I played the key one book, me and uh, Josh swapped. And so like, it's always a little bit more of an energy expenditure sitting in a chair that I don't normally sit in. So I'm a little punchy. I'm sorry. Oh God. No, please don't apologize. When you're punchy, you kind of like rise to my comedic level. Cause you know, people that listen to the show say how funny I am. I'm going to so slap the shit out of you next time I see you. It's going to be like all and all for the back to the future episode. And then I'm going to hug you and love you. Cause I miss you. But then I'm going to slap the shit out of you some more. Anyway, yeah. I think we need to focus on the movie. And I think yeah. it's time for some ephemeral questions. Yeah. And, you know, this, was, this was, wasn't this was the first time travel movie. Um, but, like, it definitely set the bar high. Because if you'll recall, in Endgame, Natasha's record was wiped clean. Sebastian Stan starred in Hot Tub Time Machine. T2 Judgment Day knocked off our socks, but no one traveled time better than Michael J. Fox. It holds it all together like a strong suture. The it in this case is Back to the Future. TikTok. <laughs> Doc and Marty work against the clock. Yo, Andrew, babe, I gotta say this movie rocks. But we'll see if it's a perfect 10 by asking ephemeral questions. Now back to the show. That was spectacular <laughs> that was that was a great that was one of your best that was back that was great the fact that you used suture <laughs> i told you lena i told yeah. you he'd love that <laughs> it's good, it's I, good. I, was like, I can't wait to, for that lyric because andrew's gonna love it oh suture with future i did not see that coming <laughs> i love i love a creative lyric um nicely done sir nicely done what thank you what worked about this movie for you yeah the movie (laughs) i know right it's so fucking good the pacing Mm. is wonderful the soundtrack is obviously top notch the acting man you know like shout out to biff tannen tom wilson he's great fuck man he's great comedian he's a comedian he's a comedian he's just huge Uh, Billy Zane is in this fucking movie. Billy Zane is in right. This movie. Casey Zemesco. I'm not saying that right. Leia Thompson. Uh, everybody's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's just <sighs> there are so many movies in the '80s. Yeah, right. It seems like there were. It seems like that was the decade where they just there were just so many fucking movies. Yeah. This this movie is almost it's flaw it's almost flawless. It's right? pretty incredible. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible. And so like you, you say like what worked? And I'm like, literally the movie. No. Because I watched this movie a hundred times when I was a kid. I, I watched it several times as an adult. Like, can't wait to share this with Unborn CJ. Like, it's it's just great. It's just yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. And it's so specific. The specificity of this film is is really spot on. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you laugh, you cry. It's better than cats. Everything's better than cats. Stop it! No, no. Oh my cats God. has merits. The movie? No, not the fucking movie. I'm, <laughs> I told you several times. I will never watch the movie. I want you to. But as you know, the Broadway show. <laughs> 
has a special place in my heart. Anyway, what worked for you on Back to the Future Part One? All right. I'm going to, you're, you're correct that all of it works by and large. Like it's very effectively composed, assembled, thoughtful, you know, like it's, it's really, really, really solid. It's thoughtful. All the choices. Yeah. The choices are are very, very thoughtful and meaningful. I, I would say if I had to pick one thing that worked, um, dialogue like right yeah the, the, what, the writing is fucking great the dialogue is super super duper solid so funny yeah like his name is calvin calvin it's, klein it's yeah your underwear it's, it's fucking funny like it's a why good is she looking script. in his underwear why is she looking in his underwear she's fresh she undressed him and put him yeah. in that bed She's fresh. No, the way that it all works out, the way that it all lines up, the way that they tell you, like the 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 information dump of that night that what, your father and and then I met him and we met and we kissed at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. It's like you you don't think about that in that that's going to be so 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 important, but that's they just basically told you the whole plot of the film in the first scene. Yeah, without being like, here's the exposition dump, folks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Um, yeah, it's the script. What didn't work about this movie for you? Okay. There's something in this film that really, really sucks. <laughs> and that is the defamation of Mark Campbell. Say more. Who is Mark Campbell? Mark Campbell is the one who sang Johnny Be Good. Okay. Mark Campbell, well done, man. Like that's great. Well, that was great. Your rendition of Johnny Be Good is so good. It sounds nothing like Michael J. Fox. Yeah. This is a fucking Universal Studios picture. You're the richest man in television or in the movies, Universal. Like, you can find somebody, surely there's somebody who sounds something. I don't know why I'm talking like that. (laughs) Somebody. You know, like, he has a standard face. He has a standard voice. At least get somebody to do it, something remotely close, because it it took me out of it. Yeah. It never did this, before, yeah. but like I was, I was actually, it's funny, you know, you, you have those memories and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I never fucking remembered that it sounded nothing like Michael J. Fox. Like I was getting excited to hear Michael J. Fox sing this time. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, it's almost a special award, the defamation of Mark Campbell, but it's not. But I think that's the only thing that doesn't work for me. The time travel rules, I buy. Like I said, like they are forgiven. They will not mm-hmm. be mentioned in this segment by moi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadness. Dis-moi, dis-moi. I heard that song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I've got Sirius XM. It's very dangerous. It's very what dangerous. didn't work for you? You know... I don't. That's why I asked. <laughs> I, I just... I'm concerned about Crispin Glover's characterization of George. I You're think concerned? there's a, I think there's a version of this movie where George is less fucking crazy. Do you know what I mean? Crazy. He's got ah, 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 What is that? Like that? Yeah. George is kind of insane. Um, 100%. Yeah. You get into it, you kind of buy it because there's so much bizarre stuff. But like if there's there's a version where George does not act like that. And in the later movies, when it's not Crispin Glover, he doesn't act like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that that's yeah. I, I think it works 100. I think it works brilliantly. I think it works as I'm used to it. I was watching it and I was just like, he's kind of in a different movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Like 100%. it's such a weird. Like when, when Leah Thompson is looking at him across the table when he's doing the, I, 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 yeah. I think that that's a real, I think that's a real look. I don't yeah. think she's acting. <laughs> I think she's just like, what are you doing CG? Yeah. Apparently he invited her. This I got from another documentary I watched. Apparently he invited Leah Thompson over to his apartment so they could like connect and like read through the script together. And they ended mm. up, he asked her to paint a, a picture of a volcano with him or some shit. And they painted <laughs> together. And after they finished the video, he's like, all right, I'm good. And sent her home. <laughs> Fantastic. Of course he played Warhol. Yeah. He's JFK. Weird. Was yeah. It JFK or JFK? I think it was JFK. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what didn't work for me. Okay. Yeah, Chris. Chris McGlover didn't work for you. That's so. Well, weird. just like the characterization is just a little too weird. A little bit. I'm used okay. to it. I embrace it, but it's strange. Uh, does this movie make your desert island top five? Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. And it was it was I think it was the Doors movie. The Doors. Where he played Andrew Warhol. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the Doors. JFK. Man, I don't know. Weird things happen now after 11:30. You're getting old, life. man. Weird things happen. Uh I think it does make my desert on top 5 Andrew and here's why. I most of my memories from when I was a kid this movie's involved somehow. I feel that. You know what I mean? Oh, am I keeping you up? You are. Yeah, actually. Quite literally. Yes. Yeah, um, quite literally. <laughs> the the like just like I said, I can't I can't get over this song, the music, the, the main theme in Back to the Future is enough to keep you coming back for more. Absolutely. I mean, fuck, man. Like that's that's what I think of when I think of movies. Yeah, legit. That's the song from the movie. That's the title of the movie. That's the title of the movie. I mean, that I think that was my special award last week, right? Like when someone says the title of the movie, and it works. Like when when Chris Lloyd just lines up, is we are gonna send you back to the future. The future. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's very, very, very effective. And it's so fucking watchable, man. Yeah. This movie is watchable. Uh it 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 makes mine 
because it's almost perfect. It's almost perfect. Yeah. Like it's yeah. really almost perfect. It's really, yeah. really solid. I really, really love it. Yeah. No um, all right. Are you ready for your RBQ? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the time where Andrew asked the RBQ. Yeah. A Ruth Bader question. Ruth Bader uh, question. <laughs> uh, what's the, in an age of nostalgia, requels and reboots, what's the plot of part four? Go. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I am going to plead the trilogy on this question. No, no, that's fucking bullshit. I no, can't, you, you can't, can't ask me that question. You can't ask me that question because that's can't. the question. No, you need to come up with a new question because that is the question you asked me at the end of three when we've gone through it. This is a this is a bogus question. You've asked me at the wrong time. Your timing is off. I'm asking you now. No, I don't want to answer now. You can't just you, you're going to make me come up with an RBQ that I don't already have a prepared answer for. Fuck yeah, I am. You piece of shit. All right, all right. Off the top of my head, here's your Ruth Bader question for this week. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruth Bader question. Take two. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Something along the same line. Okay. What if plot? What if Doc had this whole experience with another character? The storyline is very similar, but it's a different character from the 80s that ends up going back to the 50s. Which character is it and why? Wow. That's a good one, right? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to Google real quick to make sure that I have the character's name. Right. I think, I think I'm, I'm, I, yes. Okay. I've got it. Lane Meyer. Okay. You know, you remember Lane Meyer? No. Who's Lane Meyer? John Cusack's character in Better Off Dead. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Better off dead. Also, I've just discovered 1985. So same year. So it actually, this lines up beautifully. Uh, Lane Meyer drew a lot. Okay. Okay. He goes back to the 1950s. Somehow or another painting a volcano was involved right something similar okay. he paints or he like draws something and he, george uh, uh lorraine finds it and instead of reading one of george's science fi- like stumbling upon one of george's science fiction treatments she stumbles upon the drawing that lane meyer does of him and he's like a little bit depressed because in that movie he like is trying to kill himself and she ends up like you know talking him off of the ledge so that's how lane decides not to kill himself and then halfway through the film he has to try to get them together so he helps illustrate oh my god this is fucking brilliant illustrate one of george's science fiction novels and when he pulls the book out at the end of the movie 
it's the drawing that Lane did. And he also wrote um, Gone with the Wind. Okay. That's very cool. It's a very cool answer. Thank you. It's a very, very, very cool answer. I love it. Lane Meyer. Go watch Better Off Dead, everybody. Man, it's awful, but so, so good. What do you got? In this version of the movie, Doc has a relationship with Jennifer. <laughs> because the old, the old man scientist has a relationship with a high schooler. No, not not a not a uh, like a relationship. Like the friendship is Jennifer. Oh, they're and friends. Doc. They're friends. Okay. Not Marty and Doc. Gotcha. But and he it's enlist- Elizabeth Shue's character from the Karate Kid. No, it's just Elizabeth Shue. But oh. like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the actual character of Jennifer. It's just he sends her back, okay, or or she ends up going back. Like they they have the friendship, not yeah. him and Marty, okay. And but but she be she's the space woman from Pluto, uh-huh. and so like the interaction is still with Leah Thompson. The movie is largely the same, but it's like not like a sexual tension between Leah Thompson and jennifer uh-huh it's like they like they want to be like best friends okay and they have this whole thing and like she's trying to like it becomes like sort of like they're like 50s girlfriends she's like oh i want you to date this boy but like leah keeps trying to set jennifer up with, with george. george and she's like i can't because like you're like in the future you're my boyfriend's dad right and so something happens and there's something, I don't know, I haven't fleshed it out, but like there, there's something that happens where she starts to disappear. Like the stakes are different for her, but like her existence yeah. is at stake if she doesn't make sure that these two get together because something, or like if if she doesn't get them together, Leah Thompson is going to marry her dad. And that's like not what's supposed to happen. Not, yeah. That Leah Thompson is, that's what it is. Leah Thompson is attracted to her high school dad and wants to double date with her and Jordan. She's like, no, this is wrong, but I can't double date with my dad. Like that's right. the whole hijinks. It's that. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That's a very good answer. It, it's, it's not related to the question that you asked. Actually, you're the one that answered the question but, wrong. No, you like, said another character from the eighties. No, I said from the movie, from the eighties section of the movie, not the whole eighties. Oh, from the eighties section of the movie. Yes. I thought you meant from the 80s. Well, you went for it and I was going to let you go because you'd already derailed the first RBQ. I didn't derail it. I knew <laughs> it's flaws. Shut up. It was an unfair question. That whole section is unfair to me to begin with. I Listen, sweat. You're going to sweat stop right complaining it. about the RBQ and you're going to tell me what your special award is. Okay. So as you know, Andrew... I am a huge baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the 1985 World Series, the St. Louis Cardinals, who I hate, were absolutely positively robbed of a World Series title by the first base umpire cut named Don Denkinger. And ever since then, 1985 has had kind of a stain on it for me. A stain. Yeah. Even though I was fully like not, you know, a realized human being remembering things then, but I've watched the highlights. It was a terrible call. 
But watching this movie, knowing that it was made in 1985 and just kind of like thinking back to 1985 and 1986 and, you know, this whole time period, I'm going to give Back to the Future the Don Redeemed Award. Hmm. Because 1985, even though the World Series was stained, is no longer stained for me. And tonight, Don Denkinger can sleep soundly, knowing that Don's been redeemed. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's the power of cinema. What's your special award, Andrew? My special award is Casting Appreciation Day. (laughs) Because this movie... And this universe successfully survived so many casting changes. We'll focus on the first movie alone. Eric Stoltz and Melora Hardin turned into Michael J. Fox and Claudia Wells. Right. You know what I mean? Big deal. Um, But the thing is, they knew that without Eric Stoltz, Melora Hardin was not going to create the chemistry they needed it's a height thing i think it's bullshit uh i hate that they've programmed us that like the man has to be taller than the girl mm-hmm. i think that's garbage but whoever was making the movie understood there is a thing we have to do to make the movie land and they aggressively recasted like do you, do you think for a second melora thought that her job was in danger no she knew they hated Eric's performance. She didn't think right. that came as a pair. No. But like Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale had a casting vision and they just knew it's a chemistry thing. You know, whereas yep. Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover, that chemistry is amazing. As weird as his performance is, she sort of grounds him and she's so charming and so incredible. Yep. And just they knew what they were looking for. And that's the thing, it's thoughtful. And I just think, Casting Appreciation Day, it really does make a difference. And any talented actor can make just about anything work, but there is some magic about the right actor in the right part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, is this movie an icon or, or a Y-Con? It's a stupid question I have to ask, but... You have to ask it because it's part of the it's show. the name of yeah, the show, no, yeah. It's... But this movie's fucking iconic, but right? Y-Con. Uh, uh, what? People of shit. I no, absolutely not. I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna be lied to, dude. There's like, yeah. There, there are movies that you know are iconic, and then there's like movies that are are basically the actual meaning of icon. Legit. This is so legit. I mean, Back to the Future: The Ride, which is no longer. What? Oh yeah, it's the Simpsons ride now. It's exactly the same ride, except instead of a DeLorean, you're in like a Simpsons multicolored car and the movie is a Simpsons related adventure. I know it makes me sad. Oh my God. Yeah. They did it when the Simpsons movie came out. Sure. They should change it back to back to the future. They should change it back. Yeah. I have a new mission in life. Petition. Get it back, man. Let's go back to the future, the ride back to the Hey, future. I will sign your change.org petition. As soon let's as you go. Make it. Let's go. Let's crowdfund it. Let's put it on TikTok. Do all the yeah. things that all make the di- things. a difference in society now. <laughs> <laughs> so many change.org petitions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, dude, that's it. We did it. That's it. We did it. We did it. I'm excited for part two because I think oh, part two yeah. is my favorite one. I can't wait to watch them make that little pizza big again. Oh my god, it's so cool. I I, so I just cool love shit. the iridescent hat and the and the uh, the Nikes. Yeah, no, like it's infl- all inflated themselves. It's all good. It's all good. The sports almanac, and it's and it's only 2015. Oh wow, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's 2015. So funny. That's fucking hilarious. So funny. Uh, the dis the distant future. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Amazing. All right, All right, my friend. Well, until next time, for Icon or Wycon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche, and you stole my tagline, so I'm not sure what to say next. How did I steal your tagline? You started with until next time. That's oh. how we end the movie. I think we need to go back. <laughs> I think we need to go back. To the future! To the future! Ah! <laughs> <laughs>